Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. I am here with Brian and Jay. Hello. I'm here. What's going on, you guys? Are here. Welcome I am here. We back. are all here. Welcome back to the table. Um, welcome to people on Facebook Live. Hey, everybody. Um, Josh, who's already here? Dude, he's <laughs> on it. man. Um, and yeah, if if you uh, would love to, to visit us, um, we do go live on Facebook. So give us a like on Facebook so you get that notification when we do go live and you can join us at the table. We would absolutely love that. And uh, visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And uh, see any show notes or any references that we have on the show. And go, Jay, you're laughing. Well, I'm laughing because we're based on Romans 12, 15, even though this isn't a Christian podcast. Wow, you're still on that. Huh? I am. Wow. But it is because the point is, and if we were in Rome at mm-hmm. 12, 15, 1, 15, Bucci, right. um, we'd be hanging out. We'd be having lunch. And that's what this is based on. Just rejoicing with each other. Also mourning with each other. But- and then talking about how to do that for other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we keep talking about pull a seat up at the table. Right. Right. I was laughing because if you're watching on Facebook, you go, it's not a very big table. <laughs> can I fit there? It's we a little sh- tiny table. We assure you, you can table. fit. I actually put that table. in the description of the show. Join us at our tiny table. At our yeah. tiny table. It actually is kind of cool. I am kind of pr- proud of this little it's little, great. Little it's a great Pod center. And what's interesting, so you know, you guys know I'm a, I'm a drummer, and the so the stand that it's on is a is a is a drum stand for a and, snare drum. Yeah, for a snare drum, any kind of drum, but it's typically for a snare drum. Yeah, and then the table itself is a piece of um, our alma mater. Um, it's uh, the, from the gym floor of our alma mater, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. I love that. That's very cool. It, it's just very unique. I and realized then, that the other day. I was like, "What's well, the gym floor?" Yeah, it's it's really school. cool. My my aunt Pat and Uncle John uh, bought us that. Nice. And uh, then that's I that's from all your the, time spent on the hardwood at Penn Hills High School, <laughs> dude. You know me. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, when band camp was rained you out, know, you guys practiced inside. They should have sold. Um, the stage. They should have sold the sold the floor stage oh. to us nerds. I think the theater seats were for sale. That was oh, we have those downstairs. You do have oh, the well, there theater you go. seats. Thomas a, Bond Auditorium. <laughs> that's right, man. Um, and that, then we have the mics attached to the table. It's pretty cool. That was the uh, God rest his soul, Thomas Bond, who uh, was the great musical director at Penn Hills for years and years and years. And I used to make the running joke that he had died five years previously <laughs> because he just had the leatheriest skin. Mm, dude, he. And, I, and he, he he was a smoker. Oh, chain. And and I saw him. He would sit at Eaton Park, and he would inhale, and then nothing would come out. I don't think he ever like blew and the smoke. And then other times, <laughs> he wouldn't Wait, inhale. Eaton Park? Yeah, remember, that, remember those days? Yeah. In the restaurant. In the restaurant. And then other times, wow, he wouldn't inhale, but he would exhale that. smoke. <laughs> right, just, <in> the, <laughs> just randomly throughout the day. But when uh, the day that we found out, that Sidney Crosby was coming to the Penguins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is also the day that Tom Bond actually died. And wow. we were at Young Life Camp and we were on, I was on staff. That's a unique memory. It is. Well, it's because I said something really terrible. Uh, it's confession. <laughs> it's confession Thursday. Okay. Well, um, and we're late night tonight. So Ooh. yeah, it's, it's dark. Um, so this one girl, Laura Maynier, who went on uh, to great uh, acting fame in Chicago uh, she came in and I said, in the city of Chicago or the movie Chicago? City of Chicago. Oh, cause there was a musical and movie. Sure. I'm sorry. She came into the room. We were in the club room and, uh, I said, Laura, I said, we won the draft lottery. We're going to get Sidney Crosby knowing she knew nothing about it. And she goes, <laughs> I don't care. I said, Oh, and Tom Bond died. Oh, mm. and I was like, and as it came out of my mouth, I was like, well, that's, 
that's terrible. Yeah. She did right there. Like, she's crying. And I mean, I'm like, well, um, I'm the worst. Classic high-low. Yeah. That was, was classic. You make me sad. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was not my most shining moment. I, I felt, I still, I feel bad. Wow. Not bad enough to not tell the story, but. Wow. For yeah. those of you, for those of you who are out there thinking, you know, Jay, Jay's never made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> That's the one. Um, so we've been doing the whole thirty thing, correct? You know, supported by everyone in your life. <laughs> exactly, and uh, here comes the emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel I feel really good, and and this this is the part of the show where we talk about kind of what we what we ate this week. Thanks and, for pointing that out because if you're yeah. the kind of person that just wants some good teaching. Check Skip back in 20, about 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, right. 15, 15, 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Um, so I have a new obsession that I just want to eat a bunch of these. and <laughs> So many inappropriate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so at Trader Joe's, they have these plantain chips. Plantains are good. Thing. And uh, they are, they. I've never had a snack that has such a satisfying crunch to it. Hmm. I, are like, they like l- laminated? Like, yes. You know how there's banana chips. They're or sim- something? Well, they are, and they are similar to banana yeah. chips. They have, a, they have a little give to them. Not no, no, it's all crunch. It's, it's like the banana chips. There's no give, it, but it's not like a banana chip either. At the same time, don't say banana chip. It's not, but it, like it's coated like a banana chip. It looks like a banana chip. And uh, for those of you playing the call it lunchtime in Rome drinking game, <laughs> if you got banana, banana chips, chips. <laughs> this is wow. your night, man. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but it's. Uh, it has a crunch that's like 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 a wafer, mm-hmm. and and it's just it's very very satisfying. And it, they're not like sweet like mm-hmm. a banana chip. Mm-hmm. They're like a like a like, like they're like savory. Woody. Yeah, I guess so. Starchy, perhaps, because mm-hmm. an actual banana is eighty percent sugar, twenty percent starch. Yeah, where a plantain is eighty percent starch, twenty percent sugar. Interesting. And I want to eat the whole bag. Probably shouldn't. No, I do. I do limit myself. Um, to thirty, because it's to thirty bags. The yes. Whole 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're delicious, and like I just I want to eat all of them. Plantains on my list of like I'd like to do that. I've never had a plantain. I've had like a fried like like I mean these are pretty much fried, but in a whole thirty healthy way I guess. Um, but I've had like a fried plantain. Mafungo. Sure. That's a dish with fried. <laughs> We plantains. made we were making Twice this fried. plantain dish for a while. It was it was Look at you. Yeah. All it was was like um All it was was. All it was was beef, ground beef and plantains and some spices and seasonings and it was so yeah. good. It was it was that sweet, salty yeah, but that's savory. what these are. Like it, it was a, it was a great sweet, mix salty, of, savory. of different. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It they was are, so simple. They're definitely salted. Yeah. Yeah. But they're very good. Plantains are awesome. Far better than a kale chip. Oh my gosh, dude! Have you ever? I so I've I've never tasted fish food. (laughs) However, I've smelled it, and that's what kale chips taste like. Well, there's two kinds of people: people that hate kale chips, yeah, and people that lie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you gotta roast them, and you got you got olive oil, little sea salt. No. Well, and, sea salt and I don't have that. anything against kale when you put it in something so it doesn't taste like kale. Yes. <laughs> I, at Ryan Lowe's wedding, had a Shout kale and sweet potato salad. What well, did you say? A pale kale? Kale and sweet potato salad. And it didn't taste like kale. No, it, it was featured. I do remember that. It was good. And I think the key is you have to dress it early enough 
yeah. so that the vinegar in the dressing kind of beats up the kale a little bit. Yeah. So you're not, you Breaks know, it down a little bit. Working it like a cow. It is a dense leaf. It is a hearty leaf. Yeah. It's very much like seaweed. Every time I see seaweed at the beach, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like kale. I bet you if you dried it out, it would taste the same. Probably so. <laughs> Kale's, Although the seaweed might even taste better because it's well, already, seaweed's in in like sushi. Yeah, and we love good. sushi. Uh, seaweed can actually be pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going to eat it voluntarily, but nori, nori, I think is the term for seaweed in Japanese cooking. Okay, does that I mean, was thinking seaweed. Does that mean it's better than kale? Sure, I don't know. Kale's the seaweed of, of land. In Japanese, kale is the seaweed of land. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> not great. everything we say here is accurate, especially in the first 20 minutes. No. We don't even know what we're talking about sometimes. He's never even had a kale chip in, or a plantain chip in his life. Alexis made kale chips at one point, and she nope. tried. And then yep. she was like, I Rachel made these them. away. Rachel made them, and we were just like, nope. Yeah. And, then, and then she came home, and she's like, oh, this one guy at, work, at the gym at CrossFit. Yeah. Oh, they, he said he got a guy at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're great. She bought them, and we were like. Nope. Kale yep. chips. Yeah, kale chips. Yeah. Nope. Yep. No. And for a while, I was trying to do, wow, I was trying to do sweet potato chips. Did hmm. the air fryer and everything else. <laughs> there is, and using the mandolin, you know, and getting them nice and just get a little bit of blood in there from your thumb as you're using the mandolin <laughs> to cut them. And it's like. What's a mandolin? What do you mean? A mandolin. is like when you, one of those things that they do, like it's a blade and you just push whatever you're cutting across it. Okay. And nobody in the right mind like ever a, really like when, uses. Like when people cut a, a jamba or bologna, like one of those kind no, of. No, that's a meat cutter. Okay. But. This is just a plastic thing that has an exposed, huge razor blade. Gotcha. And so you can set it to the depth that you want to cut something. Okay. And they give you a guard, mm-hmm. which no self-respecting man would ever use. Right. Why? Why? I mean, just no. put the blood and then, in it. And you will slice. I mean, I What are you going to ask for directions? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so no matter what, you slice. Yeah. I mean, and it slice. I mean, I lost a corner of my thumb once Ooh. doing it. But with the air fryer, it's so funny because you're like, or even in the oven, you're like, not done. Not done, not done, yeah. not done, burnt, overdone. <laughs> and even when you nail it, they cannot last a day. You got to eat them. It's the like sweet, the guacamole. sweet potato chips. Yeah. Because yeah. so, I was trying to get away from all the other stuff. And yeah. I'm just going to make a big batch and everything else. The next day, you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. all straight up cardboard. It wasn't good. Yeah, I'm adding spices and everything else. Josh suggested we call kale landweed since they're seaweed. <gasps> Whoa. Now we have landweed. Dude, la- well. There's also other kinds of land weed. <laughs> yeah. Brian, that's so funny that's that you would bring that up. We yeah, talk about that for weed. hours. Land, I like land weed, though, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's God's weed because it's natural. Right. What, the, the this marijuana? Is, this is, yes. Yeah. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's the lettuce. lettuce. Yeah. Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it's all natural. That's one of my favorite, and, and I don't want to go down the marijuana uh, debate. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty, pretty vehemently indifferent overall as far as policy and politics. But I, I had a kid one time like, dude, it's natural, so it's perfectly okay and it doesn't hurt you at all. And I'm like, oil's natural. Would you smoke that? <laughs> I'm like that doesn't. That's I don't. I'm missing something here, you know. Right, right, right. And so he quit doing drugs because of that. that I bet. Great. I bet. Wow. Oh, he traded up to harder drugs and went to jail. <laughs> I keep forgetting that story. How is Joe? Joe? <laughs> I do want to share something with you. Oh. Because as I have said, my boy Joe my is man. the most coachable athlete I've ever had mm-hmm. while not really being a very good athlete. Mm-hmm. He will do exactly what I say. Yeah. I'll tell him once. 
he will do it. He will be nowhere near the ball, but he will be in the correct form if the ball were to have come to him in the exact spot. Right. And this year, he has gotten a lot better. He's still not very strong. Is this his second year? Second year. Yeah. And like last year, his serves, you know, were all over the place. His arm just wasn't strong enough. And there's times this year where we're playing and other kids are missing their serves. And so then somebody goes back to serve and I'm like, oh, geez. And it's Joe. And I'm like, oh, good. Then now I know he's going to make his serve. Yeah. And then so today we were, awesome. we were down at Obama Academy. Yeah. And it was a JV game and he wasn't he still doesn't pass very well. That's the whole hand eye coordination thing. Okay. Technically fine. Yeah. But, you know, effectively not. Right. And so it's we they lose game one for JV. It's the best two out of three. Game two. You know, it's back and forth. We're we're down by two or three. We're coming back. We're going ahead and it's getting closer and it's getting closer. And the other team has match point. And they serve and it goes right to Joe. Boom. Puts it right on target. Perfect pass. Nice. Just, I mean, aggressive. Because I teach when it's a, a weak float serve, they can move a good bit. And so I actually tell them just mug the ball. Like go up, grab it, and throw it at the target. And he stepped up. Boom. Right on target. And we get the ball back and forth. Next time they serve, match point. Comes up. Joe. Boom. Right on target. Perfect pass. And it's back and forth. So it's games are to 25. We're now at 30-30. Wow. And maybe it was 30-29 them. And they sat, and Joe's up in the front now, and they set this kid. He was you know, 6'2", probably 210 pounds. And he rips this ball. And God bless my little boy. Hmm. Absolutely destroys, just roofs the kid. It goes, str- I mean, it was such a big boy block. <laughs> it was <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, oh, it was man. a coming of age moment. Yeah. It was a proud papa moment. Yeah. He just roofed. And of course, he's like, you know, he turns and flexes, which is his thing because <laughs> yes. there's not much to flex. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, Joe. Like, they love him. And, you know, and uh, and then he had, you know, a couple good attacks and played well. And they ended up winning. They won that game, I think, 33 31. Yeah. And so it goes to game three. And they won that one by like five or 10. So, so and. He did awesome. well. This is also the Joe that when I came over Tuesday night, you have your, you know, your door and you just let people walk right in your house on Tuesday night. Well, if I know they're if coming you know over, this is not over. an open invitation right. for everybody not an open invitation. One, to come to my Jay house on lives Tuesday night. Nope. <laughs> nope. So but as friends anyways, come over, you don't have to knock. As I'm standing at the door looking in, about to open the door. Um, and I'm there a little bit, a little bit early before anybody else. I just, I just see Joe through the glass of your door. Um, standing in the dining room, looking at a mirror, and he, <laughs> he, all he has on is a pair of black shorts, and he's just sticking like a pencil up his nose, like trying to make it look like it's disappearing. He's just, mm, I can hear him like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like that is also Joe. <laughs> and Dude, he's the best. Perfectly comfortable with who he is. Perfect. Yeah. It's who he is. He yeah. doesn't care. And I walked in, he's like, hey. <laughs> and then you went downstairs and you spent time with him. I did. And were you just wanting to check out the computer? Yeah, I just wanted to check out because... That meant a lot. He, he ran downstairs when we said you wanted to see the computer or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, tell him I turned it on and here's the password. And I said, no, Joe, he wants you to show him. Like, yeah. he just thought you wanted to look at the computer and and he just Aww. thought like no i wanted him i right. yeah i wanted to talk to Is him about the computer? specs it's a great computer oh, okay. it's fantastic we we actually thanks uncle doug we benchmarked it well so i know what that means it just means we tested its capabilities and it it's it's good it's above average it's great good it's great and then we watched a, a trailer for a video game that's coming out that we're both excited about and we got all giddy about it it, nerd. Was, oh, it was a fantastic nerd moment sounds good yeah he needs a 
adult nerds in his life. Because, you know, between Brian and me, he's not getting that nerd fix. <laughs> not at all. He's got the studs down, Pat. <laughs> he needs a big nerd. That's me. Um, but not as big. Right? See? Yeah. Right. I am feeling all good. because of plantain chips. <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, but have you guys been eating anything good this week? I don't remember. <laughs> nothing. Nothing memorable. <laughs> nothing it's memorable. Been a great week for you. Like another one of those. Uh, I think we're just trying to, you know, get through the days, get through the weeks. Yeah, go through the motions, kind of week. Yeah, I don't really. I have feel any. that this week, like it's it's been that kind of week. Mm-hmm. What say you, Jay? I made anything? some great hamburgers the other night. Nice. Did you grill I out? Didn't grill them out because we were trying to get to PW last night, which we should talk about. Oh, that's my thing this week. Yeah. I figured it was going to be all of ours this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about PW. I but talked about Joe. I, uh, you did talk about Joe, I did. but I, I, I did him on the, in the, um, iron skillet on the stove, Nice. did some, uh, Parmesan cheese, some Mexican blend cheese. They were phenomenal. That's you good. You went Parmesan mm-hmm. and a Mexican blend. Mm-hmm. A little Italian Mexican it, fusion. And it worked and it worked. And you know, I did, well, I did I mean, just cheese. some different seasonings, you know, um, but yeah, it was great. So that, I mean, honestly, that's what stands out to me. Yeah. I made a chili late last week. Um, and I'm not a big. I like chili, but I've never made a chili that I've gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then I watched mm-hmm. it on some cooking show where it's very minimal tomato. Oh, matter of fact, it was the kitchen and it was Sonny who made it. And it's it's just a little bit of tomato paste in it. And you just really, you know, you cook the beef and I added bacon, of course, because bacon, because why not? Yeah, and the absolutely. veggies, you know, and I cooked all of them separate and then combined them. And, and I spi- and I seasoned everything with all my spices. Ooh, I have something else I'm excited about. But uh, and it ended up really good. I was very happy with it. It was good. It was good chili. Uh, I made another buy uh, from the American Spice Company. Dropped another $47. Oh, and that's who it is. I was well, going to ask you that this week because I like your spices. I do. We ordered some stuff from Penzies and I was, and I was like, I got to ask Jay what that Spice website American is. Spice Company. Not a sponsor. Not yet. Um, yeah, I got a sponsor. big old thing of ancho chili powder. Um, and I got a good cayenne chili powder and just some ground thyme and another spice I don't remember. But, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Nice. So, PW Gobel. PW Gobel. Dude. com for those of you listening. Yes, please. Go listen to his music. He's phenomenal. He's a singer-songwriter. Storyteller. Storyteller. And Great stories. I was just say and storyteller because like man I could listen to him talk all night and you know I last night I had a I had a I think I think the kids are calling it FOMO fear of missing out mm-hmm. so they're calling it these days mm-hmm. um, it's real it is real, it is real. and because uh, he, he asked me if if, if, uh, if he if if I was gonna come out and have eat with him after after the show and I was like I can't because, you know, we had to get home the mags the and, and all that. Oh, man, that's a good place. He went to Carl's. Um, well, I told him to go there. I mm. didn't follow him. Right. But it's right there. Right. Um, but I wanted to go out with him because I could just listen to him talk mm-hmm. all night long. The guy has just lived so much life. Well, he's born in Sri Lanka, right? Yep. Born and, ra- and then raised in Ohio. Yep. And lives in the hills of Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. That's and, everybody's story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he looked like a trucker. I mean, I've oh, met yeah. him before, but it's funny because like P.W. Gopal. And then he comes out with the like the trucker hat and the flannel. And he's kind of, he's built like a he's spark boy. He's built by like, short. A, like a bulldog. He's yeah. built like a bulldog and he's got the cowboy and his boots. voice, dude. Just, dude. It's so amazing. 
there is no I've never heard an artist like him. Yeah, he's you know, he's and he's phenomenal. Uh, and last time he was here, I helped him set up his his sound system and whatnot, and, and he's very particular, and it really shows because like man, when he just when he plays a chord on his guitar, it's like like right. <laughs> It just sounds like Where are unbelievable. These, yeah, Where are the angels? Levels. Yeah, oh, like nice. seriously, like yeah. he, like he just like exudes this presence. Yeah, definitely. And like even when when you know Jay, you came up and just gave like the five minute countdown of you know where he's about to come out. Um, he and then and then he comes out and people are still talking and he just played like one note on his guitar and like the whole room just yeah done. Just he just commands your attention not in a bad way but like just he just it's uh, unbelievable and it was a great night last night Mm -hmm. yeah i asked uh joe and bella what they took away from the night um and i feel bad now because i don't remember what bella said but joe said that there's a difference between christians and those who follow jesus Mm. because pw said Mm -hmm. biggest people right now that i have a problem with are christians Mm -hmm. i didn't say people who follow jesus right and what i felt great about you know a lot of the night he talked about just how much we need to to take god to take jesus through the holy spirit into people's worlds and let god do the work and to that so many christians look at who everybody else is and they are this and how he said about tolerance mm-hmm. oh dude it, that really i've always thought that but he put it in a, such a great way well he just said the tolerance is okay you're different than me and that's okay and you stay over there right yeah and i'm not gonna judge it's okay you. if you're over there yeah you stay over there yeah. you're different than me and i value that to some degree but you stay over there right yeah. and what god calls us to is is to bring that person into your life and more importantly to go into their life yeah and to represent him well, he was, didn't use those words i was but, i always thought i was like i don't want to be tolerated like oh you're gonna tolerate me right like, oh, that, oh thank you oh that feels <laughs> wonderful like i, I want to be loved, me worthy you know? of not scorn right <laughs> yeah um but and it's it's funny i had a I had a slightly negative moment with him afterwards because we were just talking about how i was so thankful for his message because it echoes you know, he said at his church, he's got Trump supporters and he's got Democrats and he's got anarchists who are the libertarians who are so fed up the world. They just want to burn it down. <laughs> you know, and he said, as far as, you know, you take the pro pro choice, pro life. And he said, Democrats have given up on God and Republicans think they own him mm-hmm. when God's above both of them. Yeah. And that's everything we teach. You know, and he said at his church, he's got, you know, transgender people. They've got homosexuals. They've got staunch, horrifically conservative Baptists. And they have closet, you know, liberals because they're down in North Carolina and they all worship together. Yeah. Which is our church. You yeah. Know, we have all of that. And yeah. So I was talking to him and he said, yeah, I think if I brought one of my anarchist friends and introduced them to you, he goes, they'd try to scare you. And I don't think it would scare you their stories. And I was like, you don't think? I said, I would love this. Like, yeah. why do you think that I, I would be the least bit put off or able to? Be, yeah. You, I, 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 I defy you to bring someone who could tell me a story. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, so that was just the only negative. Does uh-huh. he not really know me was my point. Because, uh-huh. I mean, we spend at least 15 minutes together every <laughs> three or four years. Yeah, right. So Pretty significant. I'm insulted. <laughs> but it was a great night. Brian. Do you have anything you want to say about the night? Yeah. Um, I, I think he talked several times about just abiding. And I think sometimes I forget that, you know, abiding in God's presence. And I just yeah. abiding, abiding. Yes. Not just biting. No, not biting. That's a <laughs> biting God's presence is, I don't even know what that means. 
Um, but so the the abiding and just just you know it, it's a level of peace. It's a level of contentment, regardless of what's happening. That sometimes you you just completely forget about. Yeah, because you're so caught up in your own little you know world and thing. And I did ask Ethan like you know what was your takeaway. And uh, at first he was like, I don't know. I Bella <laughs> braided my hair. And uh, sorry, <laughs> but the other thing was, I mean, he was like, when when he said, if you're not talking, if you're not having a conversation with somebody every day about Jesus, what are you doing? Right. You know, as a Christian, as somebody that's supposed to follow God, that's the uh, that's why we're here. So that was really convicting to me personally. Well, I followed up with him on that, and I said, now. You know, here I am with the eternal scorecard. And I said, okay, but now do yeah. you literally mean talking about mm-hmm. Jesus or right. being about Jesus to someone? Yeah. Because I subscribe to if you have to tell somebody about Jesus, you didn't show them. Mm. And he said it was more in contrast to he's got all these friends who are crazy diverse. And while they're talking to him, his inner monologue is, okay, how can I represent Christ in the best light? How can I not offend, but how can I show a positive way? How can I seem like I understand them and I'm cool with them, but yet and this and that rather than just letting Christ be in that moment with them and him representing him, you know? And so, cause I always don't want to be that guy right? that they're like, oh, here comes the Jesus guy again. You right, know, right. I want to be that, hey, here comes that guy that loves me no matter what. Yeah. So, because I, and also I don't want to be convicted. I'd, I'd like to avoid that. What, being convicted? <laughs> yeah. Like if, you know, because do I say to somebody every day, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. Let me tell you. Lunch was good. So good. I think Jesus would have enjoyed it. You know, Jesus, you know, <laughs> only that guy. And that's not what he's talking about. Yeah. But, but I, I do think the biggest the biggest takeaway for me was just I went home and I just felt sad because in a, in a way that like PW is is doing he's living his life on purpose, you know, and and I'm not saying we're not. But like when I see somebody doing something like that, it is it, it's troubling to me. It's convicting to me. And, you know, I, I go back and forth because I also know that where I'm at right now is probably pretty close to where I should be. And sometimes that's frustrating to me because I want to be the guy out telling stories. I want to be the mm. guy out inspiring people. You know, I feel like that's a huge part of what I'm supposed to do. Here's the podcast. And like, I don't want to gloss over this. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that was a moment when I went home. I was like, I just I really just sat in silence after that mm. and and just really was, you know, reflective. And, and I love that because I love to be challenged in that, you know, because um, eventually it makes me better. So that was, I think that was my biggest takeaway during. Well, I need to respond to you in that. I feel that, you know, that 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 battle you have in your head mm-hmm. that man i want that to be me but i don't want to be jealous but and it's I want, not a competition like i'm not trying no, to no, compete no no i don't i don't no, but i know i know exactly what you're yeah. saying yeah i know right. what you mean because right. you are god has placed you exactly where you are and yeah. it isn't happy happy joy joy and you know in a lot of ways yeah sure sure and facets of your life and so on the one hand you're like oh my heart yearns to yep. be that yep and yet you know you are that yeah you yep. know what i mean no, like, I know. Yeah. that's exactly where i was last night right. and, yeah. and today yeah um, for me, so PW told a story and, and, and told his stories and everything else. And also the one story he tells of the bar, he goes to, uh, the acoustic cafe in Kansas or Missouri. I don't Missouri, know which one it was Jackson, something Missouri. where there's a guy that every time that PW goes there, a guy's passed out mm-hmm. drunk and the bartender says, he comes in, 
He drinks till he passes out. He goes, how did you get home? And he said, his two buddies over there, they pick him up and they carry him home and they put him in bed every night. And I thought, that's unbelievably beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do a whole lot more of is just to be there for someone. Yeah. You know, we could say, oh, well, they should have an intervention and they should change his life and everything else. Like, well, I don't know if too many people that would pick somebody up and carry them home every night yeah. and put them to bed. Yeah. Um, but for me, after he did his stories and, and said his songs, they went into a time of worship. Oh. And the first song was Lord, I need you. Oh, and for me, it was one of the first times in years where I was lost in worship. You know, even in church, what? I was going to say, I guess we don't uh, do a good job, right? <laughs> Thank you for joining me in my moment. <laughs> well, I was, and, and I was going to say, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's funny yeah. because I'm a worship leader at church. Yeah. And I worship at church. But when I was, when, when that song, when we were doing that song, I, I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was there with you. Yeah. And, and for me, and it's not, I mean, I'm able to worship at church yeah. and I am led in worship. And there's times I can turn my inner monologue off, which yeah. was, boy, at the 9 a.m., my hook really sucked. Right. And you're, and also, you're, on, you're, you're on, also, on Sunday. You're also right. on, on Sundays. Right. And, right. And so in this moment, I'm in the last row, much as I know, nobody's watching me. Right. You know, and I'm sitting there and it was really the first time since the Trey days because I mean, every Sunday when Trey was sick, mm-hmm. God met me in worship and I just cried. Yeah. Um, I had a good friend who will go nameless today for the first time in three podcasts <laughs> said they saw me one time in a different church weeping and wanted to give me a Kleenex, but was afraid I would write about it in my blog and name them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was a regular crier during worship back then. And just last night just the tears coming down and it was like, it was so cleansing yeah. to just open up my heart. Yeah. And it's so great. Cause in, in those days it was all about Trey and it was all about, am I doing enough for you, Lord? Am I representing you well, even though my son has cancer and or while my son has cancer? Yeah. Not like, you know, yeah, you know, and, and, and God, I'm doing this all for you. That was what it was then last night. It was just, Lord, I need you. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and to not worry about anything and, and the Holy spirit was there and it was just a beautiful moment, you know, and then we did three songs I've never heard of. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And the inner monologue came back on Is the next note. high. <laughs> yeah. I think I know it now. I think I, Nope. Well, I missed that one. And I do, <clears throat> I very much join you in that as much as I joke about it, but I very much join you in that because like, I don't get many moments like that, even though like my favorite form of worship is playing the drums i very rarely get to experience a worship a worship session like that and it was unbelievable and yeah lord i need you was my favorite one and i just wanted to keep it i just wanted that keep to keep on going Mm -hmm. i could have sang like the chorus over and over again for 10 minutes and just been uh, like just fine and for me another part of that was great that i think was probably great for the two of you as well was for me hearing rachel right next to me and mm-hmm. to be in that unison moment and yeah. hearing her voice and everything else and it is great when you and your spouse are in one accord yeah or, or a toyota no i'm just kidding right. but there are times in our relationships in our life when everything's good everything's good everything's good and then that same fight pops up again oh boy and it's funny because I've, you guys probably don't know this, but I do premarriage teaching. Yeah. And of the 25 people that I've married, 25 couples, I don't ever talk about this. None are divorced. <laughs> right. Bad a thousand. Yeah. Ten um, percent. I would say every who, every <laughs> one of them, I say to them. So let me guess. You guys have the same fight 
weeks, if not months apart. It's a different details, same fight. And it's so funny because they all look at me like, oh, how did you know? And I'm yeah. like, because you're a couple and that's what they do. Yeah. And so that's what we want to talk about tonight is why does that same reoccurring fight happen time and time again? What's the cause of it and how can we fix it? Yeah. Um, for you guys, did you know, I mean, you guys, and, and again, it doesn't have to be that way. Like w- yeah. when you, when you follow what we teach here. Well, it's funny. Like before you guys came over, I was like, Hey hon, <laughs> what's our fight? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what would you say? Do we, do we have a fight or not even fight, but argument like that reoccurs? And she was like, no, not really. You but know, did you? And you know what? I'm trying to think, you know, I've always, because I've always been like, let's talk about it. Amy's been like, she'll like get quiet and doesn't want to talk about it. I'm like, no, we got to talk about it. We, we tried it. We've tried to live that whole, the, the cliche of don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to bed angry and you want to, I, and I'm, and you know me, I am the, um, uh, oh, the appeaser. Yes. The appeaser, peacemaker. the peacemaker. So I, I desire and I, I, I want us to be in harmony and, and be okay not to be confused with chris davidson the apologizer <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm sorry no i don't want a warlord over there <laughs> right um <laughs> but i remember when you first started meeting with us yeah way back in the way day back. one of the things would come up were times she needed you to step up mm. in conflict with other people yeah and you were like mm. yeah and then you would have to talk about it afterwards how you didn't step up right and when you weren't able to share your emotions yeah. You weren't so, as well versed in that. Not necessarily a fight, but more of a um, dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's guess, still yeah, it doesn't have to be fight. No, but it's and that's still there. But I feel like I handle it way better. Sure, and it's less often. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of to echo Eric, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think about with Alexis, <laughs> and we like to call this show prep. Yeah, we don't. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm totally prepared, and and but I truly like her and I really do talk it out. And there's really not, like there's not a fight we come back to. I would say at one point, you know, we had we would have tensions about money. You know, when it was time to sit down and talk about the bills, that was the worst thing in the world for me. I didn't want to do that, and you know, and she didn't want to do it either. But we we needed to. Um, so, but. If, if we're talking about somebody like me and Ethan, we had that thing tonight where it was video games. Like he just, he, he, Alexis <laughs> called him to dinner and he didn't come right away. And we were, all, we were on a deadline. So I calmly went in and shut the game off. He was in mid about the win Fortnite, yep. his, you know, 10th match of the day or whatever. Yep. And I just shut it off. And the whole time he's like, no, 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 no. And then he, and and to his credit, he came in and we talked and he took it like a man and he was like, he does great at that. He, by the he, way, and he he does he 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 has matured so much and I'm really proud of him because and tonight is another was another step for me in that because he was just like, well, I I don't think you're out of line because I said, do you think I'm on a line? Do you think I did something? And he said, no, I, I wish I could have finished the game, but I also know that I didn't put the game down when I was told, and like that was such a huge step. Yeah, but that's that like. If there's one thing in my household right now, it's not with Alexis. It's her and I with Ethan right. with the video games. For Rachel and I, before we got, you know, before we understood how to to have a relationship that meets each other's emotional needs, the first one that we had was she would say to me, and I was on Young Life staff at the time, and she'd say, what's your day look like? And I'd say, I have a meeting. What's your t- day look day like? Day look like. Okay. Ah, I got a meeting at 10, uh, a lunch appointment with somebody else, and then I have to be at practice by 2.30. <clears throat> 
And so at like five to 10, she would call me and say, did you get your meeting? Okay. And I'm like, it was five minutes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it was two streets. I'm there. And then 1145, she would call and say, is your meeting over? And you're on your way to your lunch meeting. And I would say, yeah, it was, it was it's a meeting, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would get so frustrated that she kept checking in on me. Yeah. yeah. And I would be like, do you think I'm lying to you? Do you think, do you think I'm cheating on you? I mean, mm-hmm. it's early in our marriage and everything else. And so I would get mad and then she would get defensive and then it would go away. You know, and then I would be out and I'd say, you know, my brother once taught me, he said, never say when you'll be home. He goes, give benchmarks. I'll be home after dinner. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's not good advice. <laughs> I was going to say. No. Because then what she would do is be like after dinner, 635. Yep. Right. Right. And so I might be in a softball game that went to extra innings and then she would have left two or three messages mm-hmm. and that would drive me through the roof. Yeah. Another example that we would have, and, and I want to go back to your money thing. You know, you were at a time in a place when it was a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually not a money issue. That was a crisis issue. Mm-hmm. You were, you guys were trying to survive. Right. Um, and so another example for us was, would have been, is she would say, uh, we're going to be late. She was mm-hmm. always worried about being late. Yeah. And I would say, honey, we got plenty of time. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's great emotional responding. It's fine. Don't be anxious. Right. I mean, that's the best you can really do. Right. And so the way both situations were solved and they really, we stumbled into the one before I learned what we now know, Mm -hmm. which was, I said to her once, I said, honey, I said, you just, do you think I'm cheating on you and I'm running around all day with all these other women? She was like, and of course she's like. No. <laughs> well, it could be, you know, I got a long list of ladies out there. You don't know. She's like, okay. She's like, no, I just need to know that you're safe because she has a high need for security. Yeah. She just wants to know that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And think about how, the, you know, the enemy takes good intentions and makes them bad. Mm. Because here I have a woman who is beautiful, who has chosen to live her life with me, who is worried about my safety. I've turned that into a negative Mm -hmm. Mm. and because I have a high need for respect. So the minute she calls, I'm like, there she goes again. Not believing me. Yeah. There she is again thinking, I don't know how to run my day, making sure I get to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So her need for security was clashing with my need for respect. And of course we didn't know to talk about it and everything else. And we stumbled into it. And one day I said to her, what if I called you late morning and mid afternoon every day? depending on my schedule, when I could, would that make you feel better? And she said, oh, she said that, that would help me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I said, you won't keep checking. She's like, no, I won't need to. Mm-hmm. Right. And that goes back to if we don't have our emotional needs met, we try to steal them. Yeah. So she needs security and I wasn't giving it to her. And so she would try to call. Well, that doesn't satiate. Mm-hmm. Right. But if she knows late morning, Jay's going to call. Yeah. You know, then, okay, her need is met. Yeah. And, I wasn't having respect taken from me. I it was in my head mm-hmm. that she was disrespecting me. So now I got the respect back and now we're perfectly fine. Yeah. Same thing is true with the late thing. We were actually in Texas at the center for relational care, which is where I learned all of this. And we were, we were supposed to go to a meeting upstairs and she said, I think I told the story before she said, mm-hmm. um, hurry up, you know, we're going to be late. 
and she and I said, "Why are you always worried about being late?" And this always came up the late thing, yeah, always, yeah. And she shared with me the story of how when she was little, she would wait outside because she didn't want anyone to see her house because it was dirty because her dad was kind of crazy. That's the medical term, right? Clinical right. term, yes, kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, and so if they were late, she ended up standing outside for a long time. And if she was running late, there was the threat they might come to the door and look inside. Yeah. Right. And because her room was always really neat and, and beautiful. Hmm. Well, now I know why she doesn't want to be late. I understand the reason. I know her story mm-hmm. and her need, once again, for emotional security that this brings back hurts from the past. Yeah. So now I have a motivation that I'm, I'm not just being faster. I'm loving her. Mm-hmm. I'm giving her peace yeah. by doing this. Yeah. You know, and it can come down to as simple as the chores in the house. Uh, we did have one comment. Uh, Lauren Boothby said that right now the only fight that she and Justin have. Two comments. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, is where does the furniture go? Yeah. But it's about the furniture. It's no big deal. Every couple de- deals with that. Yeah. You know, except no, it, it is to a degree more. Yeah. Because you might have a need for, again, respect, mm-hmm. might have a need for appreciation. Hey, look what I did. It yeah. doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine you've spent time. It's perfect. It's all this stuff. Or it could be affiliated with a hurt from before that you were never, you know, you were never allowed to decorate your room because mommy always decorated the room. Mm. And so now it's your time. And now it's bringing back a bad hurt when either one of them comes in and says, it doesn't go this way. Yeah. And it's not, and you're like, Ooh, it's mom all over again, <laughs> which I mean, what wife doesn't want to be compared to the mother and mother mm-hmm. in a negative fashion. Yep. Sounds um, dreamy. So what was the other comment? <laughs> uh, it was Josh, our boy, Josh. Um, he said, I'm getting married this year. So that's awesome. Congrats, Josh. Josh. Yes, he is. Um, so basically constant differences throughout the entire process, but we always find a way to compromise. So I'm sure that as they're going through like premarital, talking and whatnot there's 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 a lot that comes up yeah in in those moments and it's it's great because just this past saturday we met and so i will be marrying them oh share all their secrets come on yeah so the first (laughs) thing is (laughs) let me tell you about this guy josh josh h (laughs) no 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 j hughes hosh j (laughs) um but yeah we'll we'll get into that but right now josh is sitting like oh but the key is once again to understand what's the emotional need behind it. We, you know, if, if you're just checking in with us in the first episodes, we go over what emotional needs are and we're going to revisit them soon because it's not just a flyby. It's not just, oh, okay, know them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it has to become a part of your vocabulary and yeah. you have to be aware in your own right of, okay, why, what is that? I just got really mad. Why? What need was taken from me? And, and then if you really want to go deep, okay, why does it hurt so bad now? Right. Okay. Well, probably hurt because of something back then. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's to identify the need and then therefore a try not to take it from the other person mm-hmm. and then B, how can I meet that need? You know, so for me, it's not come home late. That doesn't, t- that, that keeps me from hurting Rachel's need for emotional security. Mm-hmm. But the other is checking in with and keeping yeah. updates so that I'm meeting her need for that. Yeah. Um, and so if you have that recurring fight, it's learn the emotional needs, learn what they are. How do they apply to you? Which ones are yours? You know, and, and we're still working on getting that list available for people to test. Yes. In electronic form. Yes. With permission from the Center for Relational yes. Care. Um, so that you know what they are and you know what your needs are. And then that way you can aggressively meet each other's needs rather than try to avoid them altogether. Yeah. 
It's a it's amazing. It'd be cool to have some kind of like I'm respect and this significant person in my life is security. Here's what you don't do or here's how you communicate together. You know, and just kind of have like a wheel or or something where you know what I'm saying. Like, so like if this person has this emotional right. need and this person's this, yeah, it's I've only ever seen. I really I've had one couple where it was just a because there could be like for Rachel and I, I have a high need for affection. She does not. Yeah, as you have all realized, if you've ever tried to hug her, and so for her to want to comfort me, it's not in her. You know, <laughs> I tried to hug her once. You know, once. Um, <laughs> But my point is, when she now does give me a hug or show me that, boy, it means all the all the more. It gives you an opportunity mm-hmm. right, to love. Right. But but I had a couple one time where he had a high need for emotional security. He had a helicopter mom who would like just dote on him. Mm-hmm. But it would always be, "You're so great. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful." But it would be so much better if. Uh, uh, and so it was never enough. And then oh, the, the woman. Uh, just vanished because of a midlife crisis in her her family, not her. And she just stopped getting attention at the age of 12. So she had an insane need for attention. Yeah. So they would be driving to pre-marriage teaching and she would say, you know, babe, talk to me. And he'd say, um, 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 because you don't want to be wrong. Mm. So he would say, um, w- w- what do you want to talk about? And she'd be like, see, you, you don't even love me enough to talk to me. Mm. And you just, and so she will harp in. And of course, what does he hear? Mom. And so he'd come yeah. in sucking his thumb, you know, rocking <laughs> back and forth. And she's hurt to, to yeah. all get out. Yeah. And that's the only time, like you said, if you're a wheel yeah. that I've ever seen where I'm like, it just didn't work. I right. Mean, hopefully it's working, but yeah. it was a tough matchup. Yeah. Um, wow. So, but they could do better. They and could. I think they are doing better. And speaking of doing better. Each week. Yes. What do we like to do? We like to bring up stories of how people can do better. We like to take everything we've taught about joining people in their emotions and loving people and point out people that have just fallen short and act like we're better. Yeah. Who wants to go first this week? I'd like to. All right. It kind of ties in with one of the ones we did last week where we talked about a guy shoving a guitar down his pants. A solid Shoplifting. plan. Solid plan. I mean, I don't know how you're not going to get out. I'm telling you, man, that neck going down your pants well, with, the, like, with the spin. With do the... you walk like a pirate on the way out? Like like one leg is like, can't bend it? Ah, uh, like what's his name from Family Guy? <laughs> you know? Oh, the, the Piglet guy. Yeah. 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 Well, but I just keep thinking about on the guitar where you have to snip the string and it's just that raw Dude, metal. Dude, that is like, like one of the going, sharpest. I've oh, pricked like myself. Oh, the little tiny, and the like, little oh, tiny strings. It's, and like, it's like it'll bleed and it hurts. Yeah, and, it's uh, the worst. It is the worst. But this one might be worse. <laughs> California shoplifter stuffs chainsaw down my his man. pants. Oh, my god, My man. A man stretched the limits of shoplifting <laughs> in his waistband when he slid a chainsaw down his pants in a California store. Jeff Bennett of RG Equipment in Fresno told the Fresno Bee his security camera caught the suspect Wednesday stuffing the chainsaw blade in his pants and then covering the bulky engine assembly with his jacket. A second later, a second camera recorded the suspect driving away in a silver Dodge. Uh, Bennett told the Fresno Bee he believes the thief had an accomplice who had been scoping out the store last week. A chainsaw. There's a joke in there about wood. <laughs> yes, Somewhere. there is. I'm not Somewhere. touching that wood. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I can. So if you look at the picture from last week from the guy on, on Twitter, that's the, like at least the guitar is flat. The chainsaw is like bulky. Like I don't even like the logistics of it all. And like, are you wearing like a huge Carhartt jacket to kind of like cover? Like I just at this point in time, I need to make a plea. 
All right. It's a plea to everyone who hears this, everybody who's watching this now. We need next week, what did they shove down their pants? Yes, it'll be a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> Do better. Don't shove blank <laughs> down, down your, your pants. pants. <laughs> Try to steal it. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Gerbils. Um, Ooh, anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah let, anything. Us, let us give us a, what do we shove I, down our I, pants? I have a do better. Um, <laughs> the title of this is great. Um, and this might be, I don't know, maybe natural selection at its best. I don't know. Arkansas men arrested oh. for taking turns <laughs> shooting each other while wearing bulletproof vests after drinking. No. <laughs> Arkansas drinking, shooting guns. Not the stereotype. <laughs> right. Was there flannel involved? So two men were arrested <laughs> in Arkansas this week after allegedly taking turns shooting each other while wearing a bulletproof vest, a police <laughs> officer reported. Uh, Charles Eugene Ferris, age 50, and Christopher oh. Hicks, age 36, that's my age, and were, were detained on Monday after the incident, which took place on Sunday and left one neighbor alarmed. <laughs> Details of the case were inside an arrest affidavit obtained by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. According to the affidavit, a deputy with the Benton County Sheriff's Office first interviewed Ferris after he was admitted to the hospital late Sunday night. The man reported that a red spot on his upper chest on his upper chest tried sorry, the man reported the man reportedly had a red spot on his upper chest but tried to concoct an elaborate cover story for the injury. I was playing said. pool. Acoustic <laughs> <laughs> just came on back on me. As reported by five Channel 5 News, Ferris claimed an asset had paid him $200 for protection. <laughs> he tried s- to make himself sound like James Bond. He said, he said the pair met another man at around 10 p.m. and ended up in a gunfight. <laughs> the 50-year-old told the deputy he was hit multiple times but returned shots and fled in a car. He said he was taken to the hospital by a so by the so-called asset. Later he admitted making up the la- the tale and attempted no. to protect his friend the the to the paper. And uh, Leslie Ferris, the man's wife, had a different recollection of events. She told the police that he had been drinking outside their home with his neighbor Hicks when gunfire <laughs> erupted. Hicks. The couple's residence is located in Rogers, a city in Benton County. The, when confronted by investigators, the husband changed his story according to the affidavit. He confirmed they were drinking and playing with a bullet-resistant vest. Resistant. That's even more disturbing. <laughs> I would stick with proof. Yeah, right? Yeah. After asking Hicks to shoot him... He was hit in the chest with a twenty-two caliber caliber semi-autic rifle, which is not a huge caliber. Um, still, don't want it's a bullet being you, fired. Right? At yeah, you. I'm not saying. I'm not saying bigger than a BB. Go out and shoot yourself, kids. But you know, whatever. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you do, like you do, leaving the mark. Um. Well, yeah. didn't one guy get like mad and then end up shooting just like? Okay, you want me to keep reading? No. All right. That might yeah. be your boy Hicks might have had too much. <laughs> yeah. But the neighbor was the neighbor was concerned because all of a sudden <laughs> the they're firing at shots. each other and his kid. And Baby, and you so think neighbor, we ought to call 911? That's why the neighbor guys. One local neighbor told Channel 5 News he was concerned about his children who live nearby. I have yeah. three kids. Two of them still live at home. Here, right next to you them. You know Hicks ain't a good shot. They shoot as many as 50 <laughs> to 100 rounds at a time. That's a lot of shooting. That's a lot of bullets, man. Yeah. That's I mean, a waste how, of money. That's a waste of money. And you don't want to miss. How much does that, that big. Yeah, I was going to say, how much does that vest... That better be a really good vest if you're firing hundreds of rounds and at I each And I want to say this. This is not their first night drinking. 
No. Uh, so sure the fact that? that they're drinking enough to still continue to shoot at each other and still hit the vest, much I'm, as we know, right? Didn't clip well, any other Doc body Holiday. Parts. Oh. I got two guns, one for each of you. <laughs> I could quote that so do better. Wow. Yeah. You know. Seriously. Sometimes relationships don't work out. No. And it's always good to break up before you get married. And that's what this woman did. A city human resource employee, as a matter of fact. She'd broken up with her with her ex-boyfriend or with her boyfriend. But then then she did a few things wrong. Um, What'd she do? I will tell you in one second. Dateline the Bronx. A voodoo hex. On her ex-boyfriend using taxpayer money will cost a former city human resources employee dearly. Our girl, Elena Bada of the Bronx, no relation to AOC, faces around two years in prison after pleading guilty on Thursday to running a scheme in which she was awarded over $300,000 in benefits to people who didn't need them. She awarded over 300000 in benefits to people who didn't need them. The money went to family, friends, and even a supernatural specialist who put a spell on her former flame, prosecutors mm. said. HRA employees like Elena Bada are trusted to use their positions to help people in need. Instead, as she has now admitted, Bada egregiously abused that trust, working with her co-conspirators to steal hundreds of thousands of dollars intended for the New York's needy. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman said. Wait, corruption in government? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> it doesn't say what happened to her man. <laughs> I don't know if the voodoo worked. I'd hate for her to waste stolen taxpayer money on, on a bad supernatural right. specialist. Jeez. If you're going to waste that money, make sure you got a good voodooist. Got, do got a guy. Got a, That's a do better I, twice I got over. A guy. I got a guy. <laughs> got a guy. I need, I need a better voodoo guy <laughs> to use my stolen benefit money to use. Oh, Elena. God bless you. I we do like to end on a good you. note. Some people can't do better. Yes. And there was a little clip on Twitter, so you know it's true. Oh, absolutely. Of a woman whose son was five years old, still is, autistic, and loves to go to the skate park and to ride his scooter. And so he went, and they were there, and one day a bunch of junior high kids came up, and the mom, uh, what's the term, her butt puckered. Mm-hmm. She got well, nervous. junior high kids are usually pretty forgiving and non-judgmental. They're the right. kindest of, mm-hmm. uh, of all age groups. Right. I love junior high. It was my they favorite. They are the best. And she was very worried, and they swarmed her little five-year-old boy. Mm. And it was his birthday, I believe, and or else it was later, but... They absolutely engaged this kid and lifted him up both literally and physically and figuratively. Um, and just, they, you know, to a degree, he became their, I don't want to say mascot because that's far too dehumanizing or whatever yeah. else. But they became his favorite guy and they would say how awesome he was. And there's a video of the whole thing. Yeah. And they sang happy birthday to him. I, I think mean, later on it was their birthday. I think they bought on. him a skateboard or something. Right. Yeah. And showed him and, and just celebrated everything he awesome. did. And, you know, th- those moms, you know, as they found out about the story, were just so happy that yeah. their kids were those kids. Yeah. Right. And not those kids. Right. Right. And that mom. And it's just one of those things where you go, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, how it's supposed to work. And there's some hope. That stuff should be talked about more. Mm-hmm. That stuff is, should be on the news. Yeah. People shouldn't focus so much on do better. Right. 
They should focus on things they can't do better. I don't know why. Right. And that's why we here at Lunchtime in Rome tell three do-betters <laughs> and, and one, one can't, can't do better. <laughs> but there were more people in the can't do better because there was lots of kids. That's very true. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. That is very true. But on that note, it is the end of the afternoon, I'll say, since it's lunchtime. And now that's uh, confusing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. Um, again, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and you can also visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com and sign up for our email um, and take a look at our show notes that we that we take track of every week and reference anything. And Brian, it looks like you want to say something. Very Are there much. ways for people to give back to our show if they so wanted to? Not yet. <laughs> we're 20 episodes in. What, what are we doing? That's the whole reason we're doing this is uh, to make money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be. So there. So. If you're still listening, um, <laughs> in the world, right? Oh, they're going to talk about. We're basically money. just talking to Josh at this point. Uh, they're talking about Paul money may now. still be around. Um, no, but if you would like to contribute, we are getting some things in place and in work in the works for um, people to contribute to the show, um, and we're also putting things together so that if you would like to know what your emotional needs are, you will be mm-hmm. able to take a test and find out and yeah, and, cool. and know yourself better so that you can better let other people know who you are and how you need to be comforted and it's, put into practice great. the things that we talk about here i mean yeah because at the end of the day the whole reason we're doing this is is to um help you in your relationships and help you find healing and to make help. this world a better place right to make people love each other better represent each other better yeah to meet each other's needs to be open honest and vulnerable in all the episodes we've had till now so, and on that note we'll see you next week bye Bye. Uh-huh.